Hi, this is Jeffrey. And this is Tu. And welcome to the Inventor San Antonio Life Science Innovation Podcast, where we talk about amazing healthcare advancements in Texas. Inventor San Antonio is a vibrant and growing chapter of InventureMed founded in Houston, Texas. We are a community-driven, grassroots, institution-agnostic, and nonprofit organization committed to biomedical career development. We provide free programming, mentorship, and experiential learning to empower San Antonio, build a diverse community, and improve healthcare. Did you know that San Antonio is a nationwide leader in transplant, diabetes, and military research? San Antonio has the capacity to become the next big biotech hub with a growing ecosystem of research, entrepreneurship, talent, and experience. Our mission is to foster a community of future leaders to bolster the local bioscience ecosystem and to promote the advancement of life-saving healthcare innovations in San Antonio. Adventure San Antonio, empowering tomorrow's innovators together. We see innovation every day in all kinds of products, but medical innovations begin with scientific breakthroughs from cancer therapies to vaccines. As amazing as these discoveries may be, they will only be helpful if they're taken to the market and made available to the public. So in this podcast, we will discuss bioentrepreneurship through conversation with innovators and founders of biotech startups around Texas. On today's podcast, we have Gigi Kamali, founder and CEO of Biome. Welcome, Gigi. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. First, before we start any questions, I would like you to tell us and the audience a little bit about yourself and your background. Yeah, sure. I was born in Shiraz, Iran, and I moved to Houston, Texas when I was about seven. And I actually ended up moving back to Iran for my high school years. Then once I got my diploma, I came to San Antonio and I graduated with my degree in biology, you know, thinking I wanted to become a doctor. Um, and, you know, that was because I've always been very passionate about helping people and science and, you know, what's going on internally. Mm -hmm. And I know that you're doing your MBA as well. I am. Yeah. So that's something, a, a new venture, if you will. Um, once COVID started, uh, you know, being a founder you know, of, of companies, you know, with a biology background <laughs> doesn't really help with the, you know, accounting and the finances. And so um, I started my master's. It's an accelerated uh, program at UTSA here in San Antonio. And so hopefully I'll be done and graduate by next summer. Sounds good. That's actually something I want to touch on a little more. Maybe we'll talk more about that later on. I know you're an active member of the community doing all kinds of volunteer work. Tell us a bit about what you do and what inspired you to become a mentor for the local youth. Yeah, sure. I've I've always had a internal innate an internal drive, you know, to kind of do more, to do better, to be able to help the people that are around us. And so, you know, working with kids is such a great opportunity and it, it's so rewarding. And so to be able to just share my experience as a female and as an immigrant, you know, it, it I think that's very important for the younger generation to kind of be exposed to that and, you know, be exposed to the realities and the challenges that come with being a female and being with an entrepreneur and being an immigrant. That's great to see more representation of female minority acting as role models. 
Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Also, one more thing. I did notice that you received an award recently from UTSA. So yeah, that was a, a, the Dean's Choice Award for a COVID challenge uh, you know, response project to kind of figure out what do we do when you know a pandemic like this happens and how can we recover from this? So we kind of did our research uh, project on you know helping with the small businesses and going to the east side and the west side, downtown San Antonio to ask them their real life stories. You know, they're small business owners and what a better way to get their stories and to see what do you need help with? You know, what are you struggling with? How, what do you think would have saved your business? Um, and so that was a very heartwarming and eye-opening project. And, and I'm honored for it to just to be a part of that. That sounds like a great experience, especially since you're a small business owner yourself. Absolutely. It was a great experience. Thank you for sharing that. This would be a nice transition to your company biome. What is biome? Yeah, so Biome is a regenerative medicine focused company. And so we provide and or distribute regenerative medicine to hospitals, surgeons and clinics. What inspired you to start your company? Yeah, um, so I've always had a drive, you know, to do more. I've always been a true entrepreneur at heart. You know, I and I think especially being an immigrant and a female, you know, that really does push me a lot. You know, I feel very responsible to do big things or, you know, at least try my best to. And so I just the responsibility that I feel and the passion that I have, um, you know, I always feel like I can do more. And so I took a shot and here we are. <laughs> that's that's great. Yeah. I mean, everybody is aspiring for, you know, to do something uh, amazing. Do you have any business background before starting your company? Yeah. So before starting Biome, I worked in medical sales for about three years. And, you know, I sold a variety of things from implants to platelet-rich plasma and stem cells to fresh grafts. And I really learned a lot about what I enjoyed and what I didn't. And so I think that really helped me decide which route I wanted to take. And, you know, during that time, I endured so many challenges and obstacles, which helped me grow so much stronger and become more adaptive and so much more self-reflective. Because no matter how big or small of a leader you may be, there's just a lot of responsibility that comes with that. Are you using the skills and the things that you learned from your previous jobs to apply to your company right now? Absolutely. You know, you know, I went straight to medical sales after I graduated with my bachelor's from UTSA. And, you know, I never really had a real job, you know, I mean, I had, you know, side hustles, if you will, <laughs> in college. But, you know, going and jumping into something like medical device sales is such a big shocker, I think. Um, you know, <laughs> I feel like I keep pulling this back to being a female, but it is a very male dominant industry. Mm -hmm. And so being able to, you know, think that you're a sponge, if you will, and just trying to learn and, and, and observe everything that you can. Um, I think that really helped me a lot. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to 
make the relationships and the connections and, you know, just have any of the experience um, to start Biome if I, if I wasn't, you know, involved in that business. That really helped me a lot in so many aspects. Was there a specific reason why you went towards regenerative medicine? Yeah, that's a great question because, you know, I sold a variety of different things, right? And so the implants were great and, you know, you got to be in surgery and you got to be more hands-on and more involved. uh, And that was really fun. But, you know, going back to my background and what I learned in school with, with my degree, I've always been more pulled towards, you know, the the cells, the regenerative medicine, you know, what's going on inside us. You know, if someone has early signs of osteoarthritis, can we get more cartilage regrowth? And, you know, things like that have always been very interesting to me. And, you know, we see a lot of results with it. And so it's very satisfying. And so that really pulled me towards regenerative more so than anything else. That's really interesting. I also had an interest in wound healing and regenerative medicine before I started uh, my interest in cancer biology, yeah. actually. Yeah, I, I, oh, I, I work with stem cells in the lab, so it's something that's near and dear to my heart. Oh, that's amazing. We're going to have to um, get on, hop on a call or do a virtual coffee <laughs> after this podcast. <laughs> So are you working with a specific type of stem cells? Yeah, we try to work with, you know, particular um, manufacturers or, you know, uh, tissue banks and uh, to ensure, you know, the quality and the sterility of our products. But we do like to, you know, try and tap the mesenchymal Miami and progenitor type of stem cells. Um, But we also work a lot with growth factors and platelets as well. So um, our next question is, so as a startup company, can you tell me a little bit about your role or roles um, and the roles of your team and the team dynamics? Yeah, absolutely. You know, culture. I, you know, if I've learned anything is that culture in a company is everything, you know, how you set the tone and the attitude that you have, it it all comes down to your why. You know, why are you doing this? Why did you start this? Because no day, no one day is ever going to be perfect. And you can't always win. You can't always get what you want. And so I think being able to lead with confidence and freedom and being able to be adaptive and, you know, also providing a feeling of trust and a sort of family bond, I think, is very important um, as a whole. Mm hmm. Yes, definitely, especially in a smaller group of people. I think we talked a little bit about um, you doing the MBA because of the challenges that COVID brought and you wanted to learn more about running a business, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, (laughs) you know, starting your own company, there's so many challenges. You know, for for me personally, it was things like accounting and contracts and deciding who you, you know, you want to work with or who you want to hire. Um, For for instance, I'll never forget, I had to learn how to write contracts, right? Mm -hmm. Which I had never done before. So here I was spending like, five hours on Google (laughs) trying to figure out how to write a contract. I mean, it it was ridiculous. And, you know, that just comes with being an entrepreneur, you know? Yeah. And the the crazy part is that's just the exterior. Then there comes the inner work, which is 
so crucial and I think so underrepresented at times. You know, people always see the shiny, bright things and, you know, ooh, the achievements and yes, but, you know, the things like your thought processes and your perspective and attitude, you know, these things really matter. And, you know, I really do believe in the saying, you know, what you think you become, it really, it's true. And it really sets out a path in the universe for you. And, you know, with COVID, oh man, I remember thinking and feeling, what am I going to do? You know, I've poured my heart and soul into building this. And as you probably know, elective surgery was at hold and clinics as well for a while. And it was just a sad time. People were out of jobs and they were scared to step out. I mean, there's so much uncertainty. It was a really tough time. But, you know, I think that in times of crisis, is where danger and opportunity meet, right? Mm-hmm. So the opportunity to just question everything, not with the intent to lose hope or trust, but to ponder and seek the bigger picture. You know, what is really happening both around us and within us? You know, it, it, a time to just question your own actions and your intentions and your thought process as it relates to business or otherwise, because at the end of the day, they're correlated. Mm-hmm. And so- being able to pivot and adapt to the quote unquote new norm, new norm, I think is key. And, you know, for us at Biome, I think we've really looked at our business model and, and have made adjustments and improvements in order to stay in the game and to be able to still con- uh, continue our growth. Yes. And at least something good came out of this, right? You realize what your company and what you need to efficiently run the company. And that's why you're trying to get your, or you're getting your master's in business. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I realized, you know, man, I, I might know a little bit about sales and, you know, a little bit about this and that, but I, I need to, I need to be a stronger leader myself in order to be able to lead. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to always be very self-reflective of that. And, you know, another interesting thing that happened was, you know, as an entrepreneur, I think pivot is probably my favorite word because, when co- when all of this happened, when COVID happened, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I put all of my eggs in one basket. I, I only have this company. What am I going to do? And so, you know, being an entrepreneur, I think means being creative at all times and being able to pivot at all times and adapt. So I actually started a healthy meal prep company during COVID because, you know, Biome was at as a, at a standstill. And so, you know, I went back and looked at, okay, what other strengths do I have to kind of build on? And, you know, with my background in biology and, you know, I used to do bodybuilding, professional bodybuilding. I'm also a yoga instructor and um, I'm actually also getting my nutrition certification. So I figured, well, this is the next best thing, right? Mm -hmm. This is building, building more on my strengths. And so I started that and that's called feed me meals. And so I have that going as well. Yes. You just have to learn to adapt, right? Things change and we have to change in order to evolve. Absolutely. You know, with a with a crisis, a pandemic or not, the world around us is always changing. I mean, that that is the nature of biology and evolution, you know, and so to be able to kind of set something that's not working or is at a 
standstill because of a pandemic and being able to pivot and start another thing. And then maybe even going back to that thing and, and handling and juggling both, you know, that is, you know, true entrepreneurship for anyone. And I, I, I always encourage people to venture out and always challenge themselves on starting new things and just be fearless about it. You know, the, what's the worst thing that can happen to, you know, yeah. you fail? Well, wonderful. You learn so much about that. It's not about failure or your wins. It's about what you learn in those experiences. Exactly. And I guess the next question is, you kind of answered that question already um, about whether you got affected by COVID and how your company adjusted to your new normal. You've already touched on that. So I think, um, do you have anything else to add? Has things gotten to normal now that the COVID cases have been dropping, hospitalizations have been dropping? Elective uh, surgery surgeries back. are back. Have things come more normal than like a few months ago? Oh man, yes, absolutely. It's definitely picking back up, and you know, elective surgeries, you know, ro- rocking and rolling, and clinics are back. Um, then you know, we're kind of just sitting back and waiting for fall to come around and see if you know, with the flu and everything else, uh, see what will happen then. But you know, um, it's thankfully has gone a lot better. So did the past few months make you reconsider your business model and the plans you had for the company? Yeah, um, you know, we've definitely thought about that. This is a great question. And it's a hard question, you know, because you can't ever predict the future. You know, you make you know, so many plans and it never goes that way. I mean, I, I studied biology thinking I was going to go to med school and, you know, here we are, complete opposite of that, you know. <laughs> Um, you know, life, I always say like life is, is like a hike, you know, you just got to strap your boots on, put your backpack on and just keep hiking until you get to the top and you get a better view of what's really going on and then pivot from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as biome, yeah, I mean, we've definitely been looking at our business model and the products that we carry. We've actually gotten, we're working on getting a few new products, um, on that are that are very uh, promising. And, you know, another thing is, you know, I think a big lesson is never put all your eggs in one basket, mm-hmm. you know, and I think me uh, starting grad school and starting Feed Me Meals and having Biome all at the same time, time gives me more security and a sense of stability in case something does hit, you know. Um, but as far as the future, my vision for the future of the company Oh man, Thu, you're gonna love this, and Jeffrey, you too. It's it's always been research. Um, I would love to be heavily involved in research, and you know, being able to work with brilliant individuals such as yourselves and learn from them. You know, this is definitely a goal, and a long term goal would probably be providing a nonprofit side to Biome, in which we can provide resources to underserved countries. You know, kind of like Doctors Without Borders. That has always been a dream of, dream of that mine. That sounds amazing. Yeah. I mean, imagine, you know, being able to help people with that are in pain and, you know, can't get surgery. This is the next best alternative for that. You yes. Know? Yes. So, you know, doing business is providing a service. So it's in a way helping other people, right? So your nonprofit would be an extension of the mission or the vision of your company. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, 
I personal opinion, but I do think every company should kind of have a nonprofit sector or some side to them that does help individuals that are in need of help. Because at the end of the day, you know, that's what we're here for, you know, um, making becoming successful monetarily is nice. It's needed um, to be able to breathe in the world. But I think we should always never lose that um, humanity side of us, you know, absolutely. So what is it like to be a woman entrepreneur? Oh, man, you know, this is this is a tough one for me. Um, As a double minority, you know, being female, being Middle Eastern, I go through many challenges. And my age doesn't really help either, to be quite frank. Um, It's definitely not easy trying to convince people for lack of better word, you know, that you're serious, that you're smart, and that you're eager and a doer. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I've never been afraid of hard work. For me, it's always been a matter of timing. Um, And so I I think it it's it's a tough it's a tough battle but it's definitely doable and um i think as females i think if we come together you know Mm -hmm. and i think if we bring more awareness to this it can only improve from there how in your everyday life at the company how much is it is science and how much is it is business oh that's a good question i would say I would say probably 60-40, so 60% of it being business, 40% of it being um, science. You know, I spend spend a good amount of my time reading uh, articles and white papers on the newest, you know, research on regenerative medicine or talking to the physicians on, you know, what they think about that particular paper or just their thoughts in, in, in general and their experiences with the products. And the other 60%, you know, is very heavily business related, you know, working on contracts, talking to hospital CEOs and manufacturing CEOs and hiring the right, you know, people to, to work with. And I mean, there's so much yeah, that goes into all of that and the bookkeeping. I mean, a lot of, a lot of business. How are you advertising their services? Like, how do you find your clients? Yeah, so it's, you know, it's really relationships. Um, And so really word of mouth or just who I've been able to build a relationship with in the past three to four years. Um, And, and just being being in the game, if you will, you know, Um, it's, it's a this is a very interesting, I think, business, because it's, a lot of things that we do are so different than a regular business. Like for example, for feed me, you know, we post on social media, we want to post on our website, we want to advertise, we want to get people uh, going. But with, with biome, it's really just being in the game. It's very interesting. Basically life science innovation isn't just about the science. Science alone is not enough. You know, you need to validate your product, think about manufacturing and promoting it. Yeah, absolutely. That's just, you know, that's just the sales side of things, you know, and and no matter what business you're in, there's always a sales side. So if you have the best product in the market, but you don't have any sales, you don't have a business, right? And so I think with any business that that's very important to kind of get your product out there, 
get the supporting documents out there and and you really go full throttle with it but of course having a good product also matters you know um i think that you know working with integrity is you know one of my toppest priorities and so definitely having a good product that you would use on yourself or your family mm-hmm. i think is very important what are your thoughts on San Antonio's bioentrepreneurship ecosystem? Oh my goodness, so much potential. I mean, I love our city of San Antonio and there are so many wonderful things happening that I believe could really put our city on the map, you know. There are brilliant people that are working on working hard every day on, you know, just super interesting projects. And I foresee a very bright bioentrepreneurship ecosystem for San Antonio. What do you think if there is any work that this bio-entrepreneurship ecosystem have to do to make us more visible to the rest of the nation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like, for example, I know Velocity Texas, they just launched a biotech um, accelerator. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, uh, someone like Rick Morris at Gate IQ are, are doing really cool things. And I think, I think going just more of a general picture, I think... Being able to get funding from either the city or having different companies focus on that um, to be able to, you know, give these people like me, you know, these young entrepreneurs who, you know, it might be their first business or it might be a, start, a small startup or whatever it may be. It's hard to get funding because, you know, if you go to a bank, they're like, oh, well, you know. You're not Starbucks or McDonald's that has thousands of locations to prove your business model. So they might not give you, you know, uh, any funding. And then if you go to a VC firm um, to get, you know, equity of of some sort, you know, they're either going to you're either going to have to give up majority of your company or a big chunk of it. I mean, that's just it's just a really hard challenge. And I think if we could solve that and if we could maybe get, you know, the city's funding more involved and um, become have them maybe invest more into the innovative side of our our biotech and bioentrepreneurship ecosystem. It could really help our city out. I mean, we have the facilities, we have the people, um, and I I really do foresee a bright future for it. Yes, especially after COVID, yeah. I think everyone understands the importance <laughs> of biomedical and biotech innovations. Absolutely, you know, and see, then that's another, you know, positive thing that comes out of COVID. You know, it's just how how are we going to look at it all? And I, I, my hope is that we all learn what we need to learn from from this whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Rather, if it's realizing that hey, bio entrepreneurship, biotech, that this whole ecosystem is very important. You know, maybe we should give more importance to it, or you know, maybe I should be more adaptive as a person or whatever that may be. I, my hope is that we all can walk away from something with it from something. Yes. 100%. All right. That's all the questions we have for you. Thank you for joining us today and best of luck with your companies. Thank you so much, Thu and Jeffrey. Uh, it's been a pleasure and an honor and best of luck with, with the podcast and all the great things that you're after. Thank you for listening to the first episode of the Adventure San Antonio Life Science Innovation Podcast. This is an example that you don't need to have an advanced degree to start your own life science venture. All you need is an idea and the drive to succeed. 
Stay tuned to the next episode and learn more about Texas's growing bioscience space.